experience the presence of the Holy Spirit this morning. He's, he's here. Okay, so stay present in that. And I say it like this. I think this is an easy way for you to understand. The reason that God tells you He loves you is not so you leave church thinking, wow, I heard today that God loves me. Amen. No, the reason that He tells you He loves you is not so you'll live off the theology of it, but off the reality of it. Imagine leaving church and being able to say, not just that, wow, God loves me. I heard that from the Bible and Brother Steve today. But actually, you can walk out of here saying, God is loving me right now. That is the blessing of the Holy Spirit. He is executing the theology upon you. And I would say in you. Does that make sense? Better than God loves me, amen, is God is loving me right now. All right. So let's uh, get back to the Holy Spirit. Um, Here's what we've been studying on the teachings of Jesus. He taught truth. God is our Father. The Father's kingdom is accessible now. Regeneration. That means you must be born again. Obedience from the heart from the inside and then Jesus taught and introduced to us the Holy Spirit for your activation time will be in John 16 7 if you want to eat that scripture this week John 16 verse 7 let's look at it it's the amplified classic version Jesus said however I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable good expedient for you that I leave now I mean you know the disciples are like this can't be How's it going to be better that you leave? Because if I don't go away, this is Jesus speaking, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, one who stands by you. Those are just a few of them. But that's the, uh, you know, interpretation of the comforter here, the word comforter, Holy Spirit. If I, if I don't leave, he won't come to you into, look at this, close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I'll send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. There's such a difference between, okay, yeah, I went to church and I amen this and that and that was all good and I got some information versus I went to church and I entered into close fellowship with the living God. The Holy Spirit is every bit as much God as God the Father and God the Son. We have thanked God the Father for how much he loves us during the course of our Christian walk. We have certainly honored Jesus for dying for us. How often do we thank and honor the Holy Spirit for putting God's very presence on the inside of us? He is the one who executively produces God's presence, His love, the reality of God, truth in you. Jesus even called Him the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of it. In John 14, 15, and 16, all three chapters, Spirit of Truth. So he says, it's better that I go away. I want you to also notice he says here, I will send him to you. Pronoun, him, he, him, Holy Spirit, he, him. He's a person. He's not a thing. He's not an it. He's not just, oh, that's power, or he's the glory, or he's the smoke, or no, he's a person. And the Holy Spirit gets sent to us. Jesus is making this point right here. And what we're doing, we started last week, and we're doing it again this morning, is we're just like 
in childlike faith, we are inviting and asking the Holy Spirit to introduce Himself to us as a person. God, the Holy Spirit, that we can know Him. And what we've purposed to do is take all our preconceived ideas about who we heard the Holy Spirit was or what He does to us. I've seen what He does to people. (laughs) That He's weird or we're taking all our preconceived ideas of the Holy Spirit and we're asking because Jesus taught and introduced the Holy Spirit and we're Christ's followers, we want Him to teach us about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to use God's Word. Amen? So very innocently, we're just saying, Holy Spirit, would you introduce yourself to the congregation at Grace Church? And and I'll lose all my preconceived, natural, reasoning ideas about who you are and what you are uh, so I can just get from Jesus what He wants me to have. Now, this is very important. What we're saying is, Lord, what do you desire for me concerning the Holy Spirit? That's a great prayer. What do you desire for me to have regarding the Holy Spirit? Not this. Not what am I willing to accept about the Holy Spirit? Oh boy. Well, here's how far I'm willing to go. We have control issues when it comes to the Holy Spirit. We like theology because we can control that. But when it comes to the person of God, the Holy Spirit putting His presence, His person, and His rulership on our heart, life, and actions, we sometimes balk at that. So are you listening to me? Are you getting it? Not what am I willing to accept? How far am I willing to go? Well, I'll only go this far because I don't want to be uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit is called the Comforter. (laughs) So that when you're uncomfortable, He'll comfort you in it. Oh my goodness, isn't that good? And this is our prayer, Lord. What do you want me to have? What do you want me to know regarding the person of the Holy Spirit? Because when I told you, Jesus, that my life was not my own, I meant it. We've all told Him that. My life's not mine. You can have it. Here, here's my heart, Lord. Here's my life. Here's my mind. And then when it comes to the Holy Spirit and what He wants you to know, what He wants you to have about the person of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit executing His His life in and through you, it's like, oh, well, I want you, but I don't want that. (laughs) Don't take me too far. Can I get a witness? It is dumb to the second power for human beings to tell Jesus Christ... I think I've got this. Only take me this far. It's, it's a flash of wisdom and brilliance for a human being to say, I want whatever you think I should have. Somebody give him praise. Come on in the house of God. Lord, I want, I want what you want. <laughs> whatever you want me to have regarding the person of the Holy Spirit. Let me take my preconceived ideas and all the bad theology I was taught about the Holy Spirit and let me have what you want me to have. I'm telling you, one of the most neglected subjects in all of Scripture is unfortunately our Father's desire uh, that we get to know the Holy Spirit and His work in our lives. This is really a forgotten commodity in the body of Christ in America. People go to church week after week, uh, year after year, and never hear a message on the absolute necessity, the imperative of Jesus Christ, that you would get to know God and Christ through the divine person of the Holy Spirit. 
He's a person. He's a person. And you can trust Him. It's foolish for us to think, well, I think I should keep control of my life and not trust you, Jesus, in regard to this Holy Spirit business. Amen. It's not like Jesus Christ and the Apostle Paul never talked about the importance of the Holy Spirit. They both did, and it's crystal clear in Scripture. You cannot know God. Listen to me. You cannot know God nor the things of God apart from the Holy Spirit. And yet he's the silent member of the Trinity in most of our churches. Because we like Father, Son, and Holy Bible to keep us safe. But it's actually Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, Worshipping God the Father, rightfully so. Worshipping God the Son, Jesus Christ. And worshipping, thanking, honoring, walking with the one who executes this divine plan here in the earth, the Holy Spirit. God is the Holy Spirit present in the earth. My goodness, I love that. You can't know God without the Holy Spirit. You can't live a godly life without the Holy Spirit. You can't understand the truth of God's Word without the Holy Spirit. Do you, do you really catch that? I mean, you need to get that because most Christians in America, 70% of us claim to be Christian, but only 29% of those claim to be born again. I don't know how many of that percentage believe in the Bible, but I would say, boy, the stats aren't very good on putting our nose in the Bible for that matter. But I'm telling you, you can't even know Scripture and interpret it properly without the one who wrote it. The Holy Spirit wrote it <laughs> through people. <laughs> it just makes, makes sense. All right, how about this? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it's written, I has not seen nor has ear heard has ever entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Everybody reads that and thinks, well, that's right. Can't know the things of God. I tell you, just too far out of my league, uh, I guess I'll read a chapter a day and do my best. Verse 10. Two of my favorite words in all the Bible. (laughs) Amen, Ruth. (laughs) Two of my favorite words. But God. (laughs) You don't have to be a deadhead. But God has revealed all these incredible things. Things that eye hasn't seen. Human ear hasn't heard. Never even entered the heart of man. But God's revealed them all to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Who does it benefit to take the Holy Spirit out of the church? The devil. That's who it benefits. (laughs) Verse 11. What man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man that's inside of him? I'm going to say that again. What man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man that's in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Is Scripture a thing of God? Yes, it is. You can't know the Scripture apart from the Spirit of God. That's right out of the Bible. You can't know God apart from the Spirit, revealing Him and disclosing Him to you. Good example of this is if I brought Stacy up here and we put her on a stool and just, you know, everybody looked at Stacy. Could we all know exactly what Stacy's thinking just by looking at her? Do we know her inner thoughts and, and ways? No, we couldn't. We couldn't know what she's thinking. Uh, couldn't know maybe, we probably couldn't even see what she's seeing. Maybe we could see some attitude or disposition, but 
We couldn't see what she's seeing. But listen to me. It's the same with God unless God is in you and you're in God. And then you can see what God sees. You can know what God knows. And you can understand the things that God understands. No wonder our country looks the way it does with 70% of us claiming to be Christian. And yet we've got, we've got major issues going on out there. Where's, where's the evidence that 7 out of 10 Americans love Jesus? We, we fall for false ideas? Why? We don't, we don't see what God sees. Human reasoning is in there. Whatever sounds good or whatever gets us the most votes and those kind of things. You can know what God knows by the gift of the Holy Spirit because He's actually in you and you're in Him. There's a union that's taking place there. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Now you can see what he sees. How did we get these prophetic words? How, how was Daniel having insight into the, the, the cage with the bee trapped in it? How is this happening? They're seeing what God sees. Don Wheeler, Tuesday night at uh, my M28 group. Tuesday night, we've got a group of men in my living room. We're worshiping. We're just undone. We just, we're in awe because Jesus is in the room with us. Who's executing that reality? The Holy Spirit is. But the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So He's present. And Don, after it kind of dies down, he says, Guys, I saw the goodness of the Lord towards us. I could see how He looked at you. And and how He looked at you was with goodness. I was reminded of Jeremiah 29. Verse 11, where the Lord said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil. To bless you, not to harm you. Don saw that. How? How can he have the mind and the sight of Christ? The Holy Spirit is in him. So because we're in him and he's in us, we can see the things of God. Oh, goodness. Amen. You see, it's important. The Holy Spirit is so important. Don't, don't put him away somewhere and be like, you know, I don't know what you're going to do to me. Trust your heart to him. And he'll, he'll show you things. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. We received him that we might what? Know the things freely given to us by God. Now, I looked this up. I ate this passage. The word know there is not gnosko. It's ido, E-I-D-O. And it means this, that our seeing becomes our knowing. So we see something, but then we begin to perceive it and understand it by the Spirit. Amen? So can I get a witness? It's important when you're sitting in Scripture, you're inviting the author to teach you so that your seeing becomes your knowing. You're actually beginning to perceive and understand what he's saying. Very important. These things we... Uh, also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but the holy spirit teaches holy spirit's a teacher jesus told us that comparing spiritual things with spiritual things but the natural man doesn't receive the things of the spirit of god they're foolishness to him nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned how about that When Jesus told the disciples, it's better that I leave, and I touched on this last week, how can this be possible? And this is why, because in is better than with. And 
when he came inside the disciples, they went from being scared and denying they knew Jesus to a little girl and, you know, hold up in the in the house there, afraid to come out. They turned the world upside down. Peter denied he knew Jesus three times. And then he went from that to preaching the gospel in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, I believe it is, where he preached and people gave their heart. They're so convicted, they said, what do we do? That's an altar call there. People give their own altar call. So much has been focused on Christ and the Scriptures, and that is good, and that's right. But people forget it's the Holy Spirit that gives life to the Word. 2 Corinthians 3, 6, if you're taking notes, says, The law of the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life to the letter. The Spirit is what gives life to the letter. No wonder we've had so many deadheads go just, just hurt and harm people with the Bible. Because they're missing the heart of the author. I mean, how did the Crusades happen? How in the world they got a big giant cross on their chest? What in the world? Killing people who won't believe. Human reasoning. Not the spirit of the living God. Right? Jesus himself said, I mean, three different times it says he didn't come here to destroy or condemn the world. He came to save it. Well... If, if God didn't send Jesus to come condemn the world, He probably didn't send you to do it either. <laughs> I mean, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> the perfect Son, He comes. He's the one only perfect Son who is God. He sent here not to condemn the world. He probably didn't send you to condemn it then either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We... We might should just wrap up on that and go on home. <laughs> Christians quote, I'm using that quote, Christians have misinterpreted and misused scripture, cutting people's ears off for years, hurting people. Right? Peter did it and we followed suit. You can't know the things of God without the Spirit of God. And for, whole, for many people, unfortunately, the Holy Spirit is nothing more than a vague influence mentioned in Scripture, instead of a divine person who is your friend, your Lord, your boss, your teacher, your guide, your instructor, your comforter. The list goes on and on. Agent of rebirth and on and on and on. I do have a list of those. We can start making those available. I've looked them all up. Different roles and uh, identities the Holy Spirit plays in our life. Um, He's our teacher and He takes the words of Christ... And He breathes on them. He lifes them. He gives life to the Word. And reveals the depth of meaning to us. 2 Corinthians 3.6 Paul says not only does the Spirit give life to the letter. He said we've been made ministers of the New Covenant. And he calls the, the, the New Covenant ministry the ministry of the Spirit. So how can we say we're a New Covenant church and, we, and the Holy Spirit is nowhere to be found? He, he should be in charge. He can, he can build a church and do church way better than man can. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 7 that says, The mind of the flesh opposes God. The natural fallen mind of man opposes God. It's the natural mind that says, uh, I'll take the Holy Spirit this much, but no more. And that's a bad decision. That's a bad decision. 
You need to be asking Jesus Christ, you give me everything you want me to have concerning the person of the Holy Spirit because you know what's best for me. And when I, when I gave my life to you, I was serious. My goodness, Lord, take our walls down. Where does that fear come from? It's not from the Spirit of the living God. You can trust God. You can trust Him with your heart. And yeah, He may make you uncomfortable. It could happen, but you're not here anymore. You died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. You're not running around here trying to protect your image. You don't have an image. Galatians 2.20 says, No longer you that live. Christ lives in you now. So if He wants you to be uncomfortable going to the neighbor's house, then be uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. Look at this one, John 16, 12, amplified. Jesus says this, pay attention to this, look at this. He says to the disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them. You can't even grasp them. Verse 13 gives the answer. But when the Holy Spirit comes, here he calls it the spirit of truth, the real reality, aletheia. The real reality. When He comes, He'll guide you into the whole truth. Look at that. The full truth. Because He'll not speak of His own message or His own authority. But He'll tell whatever He hears from the Father and give the message that has been given to Him. Next verse. He will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Verse 14. Look at this. He'll honor and glorify me, Jesus said, because He will take of, He'll receive and draw upon what's mine. And look at this. And reveal it. Declare it, disclose it, and transmit it to you. No wonder the body of Christ is so immature. We're so carnal in our country. Because we do not know or understand the person of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus gave His life. Not to free ticket you to heaven off the planet. He gave His life to clean, clean you, cleanse you. So the Holy Spirit could live in you and teach you. Where's Alyssa, right? The word you got was that he had bought us, but he didn't, like a good shepherd, buy us and put us out in the pen somewhere into retirement. He bought us to invest in us. Pour his life into us because all the broken people are here. He said, there are many things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you right now because you can't get them. Because the things that I say are the deep things of God and they're spiritually discerned. And until you got God Himself by the Spirit inside you explaining it, you'll not get it. How many times, I love John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Probably my, well, let's throw 13 in there. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <laughs> five straight chapters. I'm not joking. I love those. All five of them, all together. Maybe my, fir- my favorite five all put together. But so many times in there they say, and I quote, Or scripture says, and I quote, but they did not understand what he was saying. How is it that you're going to show yourself to us, but you're not going to show yourself to the world? How is it, this is what they would ask him, that that we're going to see you, but the world can't see you? Spirit. Because once you have the spirit of the living God, you can see what God sees. And God himself, John 4, 24, is spirit. And whoever worships him, relates to him, and walks with him does so in spirit and truth. My goodness. The Holy Spirit is God's very presence for us right here on 
the earth. Here's the best example I can give you. Well, let me say this. How many of you have ever thought, had the thought, don't raise your hand. <laughs> I wish Jesus was here. I wish he'd have never left. I wish he was still here. We'd be doing so much better, you know. We've had that thought, but let me tell you this. He is here. Christ is here in the Holy Spirit. And people are praying, God, just please be with me. And he's like, hey, I'm inside you. That's the whole reason I cleaned you. So I can move inside and coach you. Oh, God, please be with me. I'm forsaken like Elijah. They're all gone but me. <laughs> Here's the best example I can give you. Eternal life, John 17, 3. You guys know it? Jesus said this is eternal life to know God. To know God. That's gnosko, personal, experiential, uh, hands-on relationship. And know Jesus Christ whom he has sent. That's eternal life. Marry that with 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. that says nobody can know the things of God apart from the Spirit of God. Well, that's a, that's a mess waiting to happen. You cannot know God without the Spirit of God. And so this idea that we don't need or we can just reduce the role of the divine person of the Holy Spirit has so played into the hands of the enemy. Because a lot of people in America claim Christ, but they don't know Him. And it's not about doing churchy stuff either. In Matthew 7, 22 and 23, right? They said, Lord, did we not pro- prophesy in your name? We cast out demons. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. That's eternal life is knowing. And the Holy Spirit is your personal experiential revelation of God. It's God in and upon your life. And you say, Brother Steve, where do you get that? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. Look at this. Luke eleven twenty. Uh, Matt, you guys go ahead and come up. I'm running out of time. Luke eleven twenty. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Sounds good, right? Look at Matthew twelve twenty eight. I've quoted this one for much of my adult life, more so than eleven twenty. But look what it says here. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Spirit of God, Jesus used interchangeably with the finger of God. I said, Lord, what is that? He said, Steve, the Holy Spirit is my personal touch upon your life. It is me touching you, touching your heart, present. The Holy Spirit is literally my finger, my hand upon your life. How many of you think there should be evidence of that? Jesus definitely said He was the Son of God and there was corresponding evidence. If we say we're Christians, if we are born again, Christ's followers, disciples of Jesus, there ought to be evidence that the very touch of God is on your life. And I'm not, I'm not talking about miracles. All right, I just quoted to you Matthew 7. They cast out demons. They did, they did all this stuff in His name. He didn't even know them. What I'm talking about, where's the character of Jesus Christ in your life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, forgiveness, righteousness. All that fruit of Christ. Things we saw in His person that comes in and through us. Your connection to Christ will produce, if you'll participate with it, the character of Christ inside and then the conduct of Christ outside. Because, man, I, 
I don't like saying I love Jesus with all my heart and then somebody, you know, cuts me off in traffic and I wave at him with one finger. I mean, come on. Where's the conduct of Christ? You say inwardly you're new. You say the finger of God has touched your heart. Where is the evidence of it? We need to get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know His person. Will you stand with me? God's personal touch upon you. This is important. I want to say this. So the Holy Spirit allows you to experience, to know, gnosko. It's not secondhand knowledge. It's personal experience, the presence of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You actually can experience and feel. If I can use that word, you can feel His presence. It's the finger of God, guys. The Holy Spirit is the finger of God touching you his seal we'll get into that next week he sealed you as his own possession that's the Holy Spirit it's God the Father and God the Son make John 14 23 coming and making their home with you and the Holy Spirit is the one who executes that and, and yes allows you to feel that allows you to experience what it is to have God's companionship in your life.